Uh, I'm feeling good about the levels now. Yeah. Anyway, I just feel like I was riding really high on some really solid jokes earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I just, I may have peaked too early in the day. It's okay. We'll see though. I'll shake it out. We'll see. You yeah. can peak multiple times. You're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. This is why no one I don't can. understand. Mom, I'm sorry. I don't understand that joke. I don't, I don't get it. I assume it's something about comedy. This is why we can't be left alone on a Friday night. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kim. Guess who we have on the show today? Um, let me guess. I think we should play 20 questions. Let's do it. To get to this guest. I'm excited. Because I, f- I have an inkling who it is. Okay. But, uh, but I just not- want to ask, you know, very specific questions that pertain to this person. I think that's very smart. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like not the most predictable. Of course. Um, is this person bigger than a bread box? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. average, average height. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm very short. Okay. Can't, it's hard. For you look judge. up though. Yeah. Great. Cause I'd be concerned. <laughs> then I'd be like, Peter Dinklage, finally. <laughs> um, same sorry. height as Rachel Wilson and Reese Witherspoon. So just, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. It's um, height. it's good height. Is this person have lots of hair or little hair? Little hair. Okay. I'm feeling it now. Okay. Uh, does he look like Woody Harrelson? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can't contain my excitement. Um, (laughs) Did he write a classic film that really means a lot to you and I? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, How many more questions do I get? I think like 16. So I think. Oh, this uh, is 20. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm just going to go all in. Okay. Is it TV's boy tale? Yes. Boom. Perfect. You nailed it. It's I actually knew this whole time, but I really liked getting to that. Oh, wow. Damn. Okay. Well, kind of take the, the wind out of my sails, but that's fine. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Boyd Hale. You're a fan? I'm a huge fan of Boyd Hale. Uh, you know his work? Uh, some of it. Okay. I feel like people would mostly know him for being a stellar writer on Full House, mm-hmm. Fuller House, shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeke, <laughs> Zeke and Luther. Oh, yeah. Bet with Bet Midler. Obviously. Late Night with David Letterman is where he began his career. And uh, we really can't forget about the fact that he created the Norton Avenue All-Stars. Was that Obviously. not your favorite show? That's what I know him from more. And in fact, sometimes I forget that he's a writer on Fuller House. I just think about his work on the Graham I mean, Norton I mean, I call it T-N-A-A-S. <laughs> I mean, you basically have to use an acronym because it's so well known. I mean, I think they should make a remake. And who would be on your, uh, the Norton Avenue All-Stars team? My dream, dream Avenue All-Stars team? Bette Midler. Only because like he, you know, he calls in a favor. I feel like she'd do it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Just a spitfall. (laughs) Gene Hackman? Okay, keep going. I love this. My dream cast. <laughs> Continue. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, 
Reba is coming to mind. <laughs> Wherever Kelly goes, Reba. Okay, also, good. Yeah, I yeah, feel like Reba, Reba, and Kelly are also on this team. Uh, <laughs> let's continue. Okay. Um, Allison Janney. Obviously, she's yeah. an all star on anything she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's coach. Yeah. <laughs> she's a coach. <laughs> what? Oh, the all star team. <laughs> okay. All right, so Allison Jenny is coach. Yeah. Um, who else? Do you think Perry Matfeld would come back for the reunion? <laughs> I mean, if they can get him. Her. <laughs> She's definitely number two on the call sheet, but that's fine. Um, you know, I feel like we have a solid lineup there. I feel like it's really good. Maybe with special appearances by. <laughs> oh my God, you're crying. Maybe special appearances by Sally Field and um, <laughs> Bradley Whitfield. Oh my God! Oh. All right. Well, can I be on set? One- <laughs> Thanks, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait. Just a quick side note. Uh-huh. I just want to like make this. <laughs> you know what the synopsis is? I mean, do you remember what the show is about? Well, the misadventures of a group of neighborhood friends. These people all definitely live on the same block. Yeah. And that's what's great about the show is you can just have like anybody. (laughs) Anybody's welcome. Anybody stops by. You really don't know who you're going to get. That's why that that episode worked. Right. It's because you could just have anybody. Yeah. It's like anyone. It's like it's great. And you go back and ask. God, you go back and ask Terry Hatcher, and she will tell you that Desperate Housewives would be nothing without this show. It's so true. That's why if it you're really a big her. Boyd Hale fan, there's like a thousand Easter eggs hidden all over Wisteria Lane. Continue. Just so many nods to Boyd. It's true. All over. Oh. Hi, hi. I did put a little weed in your dinner. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this one really hit home. Okay, great. Oh my god! All right, well that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Oh jeez, I was just such a big fan. Boyd has a very <laughs> special place in our heart. The weirdest thing about this is Boyd is not here. Yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about him. So um, the reason this is falling apart. <laughs> so the real reason we asked Boyd Hale to join us here today, one, we wanted to uh, celebrate the holidays a little bit early. You know, there's nothing like Christmas in July. That's what they say. And uh, I think we need to talk about a very specific project that we may have uh, mentioned on this podcast one or 17 times. <laughs> uh, and that is the classic to grandmother's house we go. Boom, boom, boom. That's not the theme song, but it should be. It's so weird. We just showed up at Boyd's house, knocked on the door. We'd never had met him. And we were like, we're really weird and very big fans of To Grandmother's House We Go. More importantly, the Norton Avenue Mm All-Stars. And he was like, come inside. inside, Uh Yeah. Remember I was wearing my Norton Avenue All-Stars jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yep. a jer- it's a jersey. Yeah, it's shaped Obviously, as a jersey. Obviously, they're all stars. Obviously. I mean, really, you can't beat that. Cannot. Basically, when I think of the Norton Avenue all stars, I just think. Let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. 
Boyd. <laughs> Hail. You think Boyd walked into work every day on that show, like just to that walk-up music? I, He's I had to, so. right? He had to. I mean, there's no way. I wonder if they knew what a treasure they had. How could you not? I mean, he wrote to grandmother's house. We go when he gets Starbucks and they ask him what his <laughs> name is. They don't ask. They just go, uh, "Hang on one second. And they just write to grandmother's house. We go, on "Yeah, it. And of then, course." So, uh, and then obviously it speeds up the process, and it's a gingerbread latte every time. Every time. And he's like, "Guys, I just wanted an americano." And that truly is the blessing and the curse of being the writer of "To Grandmother's House." We it go. is. You can't go anywhere. Um, you know, it's very uncomfortable on the street. Mm-hmm. People are looking at you. They expect things from you. Everyone thinks there's going to be a sequel that they'll just be automatically hired for. Mm-hmm. So everyone's sucking up and then you're not sure. Are they really my friends? Are yeah. they in it for the, the holidays are awkward. There's oh. a lot of expectation, you know? Mm-hmm. So for those people who dare I say, haven't seen this movie. Uh, I think we should probably give a short recap so that when our very serious questions mm-hmm. occur in this interview, mm-hmm. they kind of will have an idea of what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Now to grandmother's house we go is a hauntingly beautiful. <laughs> what she's trying to say is <laughs> it's, it's hauntingly beautiful <laughs> telling <laughs> Of a young single mother raising two young, precocious daughters, independent women, <laughs> who have one goal in life to be seen and loved. Why is that funny? It's not. And so. And perhaps be really seen as mature adults. They want to be seen mm-hmm. and taken seriously. And they have a relationship that, sure, on the surface seems fine with their mom. Sure. But they know that their mom's relationship with her mom, their grandmother, is is rocky at best. Like her rocking chair. It really is. It's, it it's up, is. it's down. There's no stable mother-daughter vision that they can look up to. Exactly. And now they're... No example. No example. And they're looking at mom and at grandma for some sort of leadership. They're not finding it. No. So they decide, gotta go to grandma. We gotta do it. Gotta go straight to the source. Right. Mind you, they're about six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah. they're six. So they transportation's the an issue. I mean, not to give anything away. That might be a spoiler alert, but oh, they can't leave on their own. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, probably just fast forward a little bit uh, until you hear a strong male voice. That'll be our interview with Boyd. I just feel like if you've seen this, the movie, this might be a little bit more satisfying. Mm -hmm. So they want to go to grandma. They're, you know, struggling with their relationship with mom a little bit. It's about to be the holidays and they just really want to go to grandma. There's no snow in Pasadena. There's no snow. It's like, what a ripoff. You know, Mm -hmm. why do we have to live in California? Why can't we be in the snow like we see in the movies? So they say, hey, we're going to go. We're out of here, mom. The babysitter comes over. Who has a baby of her own. Was the baby there? Did she bring the baby? I think they, yeah, I saw the baby one. Okay. Well, babysitter was a little preoccupied. Mm -hmm. Perhaps should not be asked back. And they are able to pack their little suitcases, sneak out of the house, start their adventure and then they get on the bus get on the bus they don't have enough money for the bus fee oh wait okay right yeah but then also backing up to um joe what's that guy's name the cowboy 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 joe we'll call him joe yeah 
is uh, trying to get in good with mom. Right. And get in good. Wink, wink. Um, again, mom, I'm sorry. I don't understand that joke. That's just <laughs> Melanie's sense of humor, but <laughs> we'll forgive her. Apparently I'm dirty. <laughs> um, so then, oh, he's the driver for the... He drives a mail truck. And so That's somehow right. they sneak into his the back of his mail truck. I think you were paying way very more attention. unsafe. Mm-hmm. And they, they get robbed. They get robbed. Well, Danny DeVito. Oh, of course. Oh yeah, Danny DeVito's in it, which I, I think I want to sidebar and just say that I'd also want him on the All Star team. Oh, Norton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, they're on the truck. And Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's there. Bree Perlman. Bree Perlman. Yeah. Wonder they, how they know each other. It's not Danny DeVito. <laughs> Guys, this is how Wait, great this movie Danny is. DeVito. It has. It's not? No, it's... Um, I don't think we're doing very well. No, I think we're nailing I think we it. lost some people by now. No. if You know what? If if we lost them, good riddance. Good riddance. And they didn't come back him. for our Porch Talk Time episode. It's not It's not Danny DeVito. It's Jerry Van Dyke. Oh, right. Of course. Yes. Dick Van Dyke's brother. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is this is a star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so they get robbed at one point. They she, He takes the girls to a bar, which I don't feel great about. Um, but they think they order some juice boxes he's got a gambling addiction that's yeah. key yeah that is key and he's definitely not a good good fit for Rhonda, the mom mm. but he pursues her to no end even though she has said no and he's not crazy about kids he really is just trying to literally get in good and then be out of there yeah and yeah. i don't like that Mm-mm. and i feel like the, the girls knew that this guy was bad news bears for mm-hmm. their mom and what that has to do with going to grandmother's house I can't answer but I feel like they just they solve all of the problems at once I feel like it's all a part of like the telling of trying to reconnect grandma and mom yes and what a relationship platonic or familial could look like I think so so then he wants to find the robbers because they took yeah, they took something of but, his. And and uh, while they're at the bar, he buys a lotto ticket at some point. Oh, then they get kidnapped, but they have that lotto ticket on them because he does not, this is how much of an aces guy this dude is, is that he doesn't care about finding the girls. No. Until he realizes that they have the lotto ticket. Yep. Then he wants to find them. Yes. Also, by now, maybe the mom has figured out that they're missing. Yeah. But it definitely took a hot minute. It took a hot minute. And then almost one of the first things that she does when she finds out they're missing is open a Christmas present. Which, like, I get it. Instant gratification. Make you feel a little better in the moment. But, like, mm-hmm. maybe call the police first but i i'm not going to question anything that boyd hale broke and i'll tell you this right now though i just want to go on the record if someone stole you mel or if you ran away if yeah i could not find you yeah i would not open any presents thank you so i would much. call the police first even if it was on your birthday even if it was on my birthday and you I'd had a the, stack of big ones you're it's my birthday you're not there i call the police first yep. i call ben second yep ben answers yep she's with me we're just running late we're literally parking right now we're about two minutes late yeah call the police back apologize so sorry officer do you have a beard if so <laughs> call me <laughs> uh and then that's it like that's how serious i'm about calling the police okay you're not i appreciate sit- it yeah. Thank you. Uh, so anyways, she figures it out. I personally would go for a cop if you're trying to find the girls, but somehow reconnects with him. And he was like, oh, I saw them. They were in the back of my truck. And mm-hmm. she didn't say there's something wrong with that, sir. She just, you know, went along with it. Anyways, yeah. then the police are there at some <coughs> point. Then they call mom, Rhonda, and say, like, we have the girls meet us at the ice skating rink. Yeah. 
There's a lot going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into all of, of that. Of, Don't worry. A lot of subtle undertones. Oh, yeah. Of communism. Of course. <laughs> That's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. Red cowboy hats. Uh, and then... <laughs> You know, all of our listeners at this point have seen it, right? I mean, we we said spoiler alerts. I just feel like the grandma didn't know the girls were missing. Anyway, all this to say, I was obsessed with this movie as a child, and so was Mel. It was great. It was really a great thing. And to be sitting here with Boyd Hale. Honor of a lifetime. It really is. you have any other comments about to grandmother's house we go? Just feel like it um, It accomplished a lot for its time. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. It and was brave. We, we, we should point out that it was co-written by Boyd Hale and Jeff Franklin. Mm-hmm. Who I would not want to not mention because uh, he employs us regularly and we appreciate him and appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, and Jeff also directed it. Of course. And has a cameo in it as well. He does. I feel like I want to go on the record and just say all, all jokes aside, I was completely genuinely obsessed with this movie as a child and of all the best days of Fuller House season one, of which there were many, one of the top five days was finding out that Boyd wrote to Grandmother's House We Go. I was obsessed with it. It was pretty epic. Uh, you know, what's weird about this movie is that I, it blows my mind that it was just on, it was just like a movie of the week movie because we must have recorded it because I saw it a million times as a kid. I rented it from the library. What? Yeah. And I would get it multiple times. I mean, I rotated a lot between some certain other movies like mm-hmm. Dunstan Checks In, mm-hmm. um, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was definitely in the rotation. And then all of the episodes of uh, the Norton Family All-Star Team. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know Boyd Hale was nominated for two Emmys? What? Two Emmys. I mean, I mean, not to be shocked. He absolutely deserved really it. Sorry, but the Norton what? Avenue All-Stars. That's oh, what it is. There's I no it the, family. Uh, I don't know. Well, I feel like they're a family. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because they're so when close. And they've kept Yvonne it such great touch. and Gene Hackman come together on that court slash field. It is something beautiful. Of course. Allison Janney is the coach. Uh, Sally Fields is the head cheerleader. Kevin Hart makes a special appearance. I mean, yes, they were all in the same time period. God. <laughs> uh, the two Emmys were for Outstanding Writing in a Variety or Music Program for hmm. the late for Letterman? David Letterman. Good for him. You know, since we're just talking about Boyd he, now, I'm a big fan of Boyd. I am too. You know what's funny? You know what I like when Boyd does on stage is he just like, if you're just standing, he just will come up to you, say a really random thing and then, and then just walk, walk away. away. <laughs> his, he always, does he always have a backpack? a backpack? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. just a cool cat. And he always has like a t-shirt or a long sleeve shirt like tied around his he's waist. He's a cool cat that anything he says, you're just like, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. You are so right. Come up, give you a pat on the back, say it as he's walking yeah. away. And just like, like kind of a Matthew McConaughey flair, which I really dislike Matthew McConaughey. It just kind of pisses me off sometimes. Interesting. Uh, it's a thing. But huh. the, there uh, obviously is a cool factor there. And yeah. it's that cool factor. And then Woody Harrelson cool factor mixed into one. Let's dive into the Matthew McConaughey thing. I was kind of done with that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, move on. Well, Uh, I feel like this is our tightest and most focused episode yet. I feel like we really stayed on topic. (laughs) We thoroughly (laughs) explained to grandmother's house we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a single question or plot hole. The end, I think, we're going to leave to the viewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Because really no words can describe how that felt. 
um, when mm-hmm. a certain reunion occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and no spoilers. And, and we're not going to say no, who of course not. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know where they were wanting to go. Yeah. And also I feel like no words can really explain um, the rekindling of such a broken relationship and a broken family and somehow the spirit of Christmas. Now, Mel. Yes. Before we go into our interview with Boyd, Mm -hmm. if you could give me your top two favorite storylines from the Norton Grant all-star tradition. Yes. Yes. That one. Yeah. Um, my top two favorite moments. Mm-hmm. God, you know, Kim, sometimes you just really get me with those questions. I, I, it's like asking, would I rather have my arm or my leg? My favorite moment of the Norton family all-star team was the day that, um, was the day that sweet Millie, um, came home from her first day of school. And she was so upset because she, (laughs) sorry, I'm getting really emotional just thinking about it. Um, she said, uh, grandpa, (laughs) I forgot they were in olden times and that's how they spoke then. It's not, it's in the 90s. (laughs) Grandpa. She had just had a very long day of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pranks by the new kids in school and, um, you know, basketball practice didn't go so well for her brothers, um, Tommy and, uh, Wilfred. And she went home (laughs) grandpa was over and she said, grandpa, tell me about that time from behind enemy lines. And he's like, honey, I, I can't talk about that right now. And then um, <laughs> I forgot that Gene Hackman plays himself in this show. That's a big element I totally spaced on. You know, there's a lot of life lessons. What was your really favorite episode? episode? Well, it's kind of this. It's an arc more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's a couple episodes, but the gist of it is that they go to play basketball for the day because, you know, they do their family like, right. oh, let's after dinner. Let's yeah. Go and I love when they do their stretches, oh, like so family cute. stretch and so it seems up like, and over the rainbow, you know? Yeah. It seems like it would be so cheesy, but it's like sweet and like still really cute. Yeah. It's the arc where they go out, they do their family stretches and then they turn around, look at the basketball court and someone has graffitied all over it. Oh, so lame. So then they're trying to figure out who could have possibly done this and Yvonne Strahovski is like I don't know now I can't be a goalie on this basketball team and definitely not no goalie I know but she is a goalie on this team and so what are we gonna do and then they had to try and kind of figure it out yeah and it took until that like almost towards the end of that third episode of this arc when you think that's it they're done playing basketball when a young Nathan Scott walks out you know that's where One Tree Hill was uh, inspired by. Mm-hmm. That's what One Tree Hill was when inspired I, by. by. When I say a young Nathan Scott, I literally mean when a toddler. Yeah, I mean he Scott. was only a toddler at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then they look. Yvonne Strovsky says, "Now there can be a new generation of basketball goalies." Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, um, I hope everybody enjoys our very special interview with Boyd Hale. It was just the best. The writer, co-writer co-writer of to grandmother's house we go here it is uh so boyd hale has very limited time so yeah. we're gonna really get down to business mm-hmm. no fluff yeah, yeah no fluff normally we ask you questions like about your life and stuff but we're that's not what today's about oh no so, no no no, 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 cares no. About we that. also don't really care are we recording now oh, we're totally. recording right okay, now shit. yeah absolutely yeah um okay 
so just we're getting down in the nitty gritty. Yeah, let's go right to mm-hmm. it. We have so many questions. Who cares about me? Let's start. Uh, Mel. Yeah. You have the first okay, question. Okay, so I'm just going to go basic. Where did you film to grandmother's house? Ah, uh, yes. Where, I'm not going to answer that. Next question, please. <laughs> Uh, Did they no. not let you on set? No. He <laughs> <laughs> wrote it from a basement. The, <laughs> the, to grandmother's house we go. Now, again, a lot of this is going to be from my memory, right? That's okay. So what I remember is that it was filmed in the beautiful uh, Vancouver area <laughs> of British Columbia. That's in Canada. Oh. By the way. Cheaper in Canada. Yeah. So course. that was not your choice? Uh, my choice, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't have a real say in that. I was just a writer-producer. I think uh, I think that's a, a studio's choice. Like, where can we do it cheapest? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Vancouver area. Okay. Wait, I have a question that's not on my list, actually. All right. Uh, how, how did you come to write this movie? Uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. There's a quick answer to that that's kind of funny. I got a job on the show Full House, and the creator, Jeff Franklin, said, hey, Boyd, I think these twins, at the time, I think they were like four or five. I was on like the second or third season, third season, and I guess the twins were like four or five. And he goes, you know, I think these twins are really going to be something. They're going to break out. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Uh, because, you know, they were just these cute little things that, you know, you said, you got it, dude. He told me that and I was like, ah, and he said, yeah, let's just, let's write a movie. I think people would like it. And that's how it came to be. I said, okay. And we went up to his house and we wrote, uh, the film in record time. What is record time? Mm, I think it was three or four weeks we put together. Now again, uh, yeah, it's a pretty intricate plot. They get to grandmother's house. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Oh wait, did that spoiler work? You know what? At the top of the show, we should record and make sure we say spoilers probably going to happen. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. can't ruin yeah, this yeah, for yeah. anybody well, who hasn't seen this masterpiece. Well, yeah, you say spoiler alert. Anyway, they the show is called the movie's called To Grandmother's House We Go. And the spoiler alert is they actually do get to grandmother's house. Anyway, that took about four weeks to come up with. Wow, that's I don't know how you guys got there so mm. quickly. Um the lead character, Rhonda, the woman. Rhonda, yes. Wish that named after a Beach Boy song. I uh, probably Jeff uses a lot of those. I had a Rhonda in my life as well. So I think oh, Rhonda was a name. Yeah, Rhonda Crumzik. Crumbsick. Not a great last name, but the first name, Rhonda, you like, but not Crumbsick. Anyway, <laughs> we used Rhonda. Uh, that woman, as I recall, was on a show. This is way back in the 90s, but she was on a she was on a television show called uh, Northern Exposure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah, was yeah. on that. She was sort of a, I don't know if she was. Uh, she was a hot ticket. A hot ticket. This was like <laughs> a right big. To, yeah. This was ahead. a big get for you guys. Oh, my yeah. gosh. To get the lady, we can't remember her name, from Northern Exposure. That was an incredible get for us. <laughs> Congratulations. She seems sweet. Rhonda was her name. Do you still do you still talk to her? Uh, strangely, I don't. And I didn't really talk to her then. Uh, she was pretty aloof, as I remember, as a big star should be. They should mm-hmm. not mix or mingle with any of the, the dirty writers or producers or anybody below the line they don't want to even make eye contact with. So she didn't go up to you and say, Woody Harrelson, I've worked with you before. Yeah, she, they're saying they're doing a joke because I kind of look like Woody Harrelson in the fact that I'm white and no. balding. <laughs> There's That's a lot. The only, it's the cool factor. It's the cool factor. All right. We'll dwell on that. All right. Anyway, she was really nice. I don't remember. All right. Well, someday we'll learn her name. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. So it's an interesting choice to have the mother as a single mom. Mm. What are you trying to say about society? Uh, Good point. Well, that's uh, to grandmother's house we go was pushing the envelope back then. We wanted to make sure that uh, single moms who have it very rough, very, very rough. We wanted to put them in a position... (laughs) 
where, you know, we showed that they could make it on their own. Single moms. I don't remember. Was yeah, she really she single? Lost yeah. she How lost her kids. She lost her kids. That's terrible parenting. <laughs> yeah. But again, when you're writing a great movie, what you want to have is conflict first off. We'll circle back to that. Okay, go ahead. Um, Eddie seems a little pushy and clearly doesn't know Rhonda, and yet it does not stop him from continuing to push, push, push. What's his motive? Yeah, that's aggressive male behavior. Again, a deeper underlying current. What we're going for there is sort of the um, sexuality of the work place but yeah he was pretty aggressive does the fact that the twin <laughs> <laughs> do people on your podcast when they listen do they expect this level of professionalism at all times do they yes. have they yeah. gotten this in the past <laughs> they, they do expect professionalism when they see like the board and oh the my god this all looks but then for it, all you I listeners it looks it looks professional it, it sounds like it's getting it sounds great. terrible but it looks y yeah Okay, I think I'm ready. Okay. Uh, does the fact that the twins are more mature than the adults in the movie? Okay, so think about that. Yeah. What are you trying to say? About that. <laughs> about. <laughs> well, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. The rapid maturity of young women in the nineties. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We we ask kids to grow up so fast, and uh, I think that's what the movie was attempting to do with these four-year-olds <laughs> by having them run away. No, of course we did. What are you talking about? Anyway, keep going. Uh, Eddie is an optimist. Eddie, yes. As evidenced by his playing the lotto every week. Mm -hmm. Does that speak to the nature of his continued pursuance of Rhonda? Yes, that's a great. That's probably some of the some of the shading and subtext we're giving to the character of Eddie. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Was his name Eddie? Absolutely. Okay, good. All right. yeah. See, I don't really, again, It's it, last time I saw it was 1990. Last time we saw it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> you really haven't seen it since I, the 90s? I have not seen it since it came out. Did uh, you watch it when it was done? Uh, was it theatrical release? It was not theatrically released. It was a straight to a television movie, which did really well for ABC at the time, strangely enough. So Jeff was right about the, uh, the popularity of those twins. I was not. So the kids go missing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how did it take the babysitter so long to realize that the girls were missing? Mm. Is Basically, is this a comment on the human condition and their lack of capacity to care about things besides oneself? There was. Yeah, that's good. There's a selfishness and sort of a uh, nihilism probably going on that mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. she just, uh, why, why care? Why? 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 So that probably is, again, another character really developed over those four weeks. I mean, what do you think a babysitter was making those days an hour? Uh, you know, we, much to, uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but we did a lot of research. And uh, one of the things we came up with is babysitters were paid between $9 and $10 an hour back oh. then. Yeah, it was a I pretty was good deal. Yeah. That's a good yeah. deal. Yeah. 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 They but had two still, kids. It was two kids. It wasn't just one. So again, yeah. you know, that's twice the So this babysitter was willing to, to turn away from like, got to be at least 18 bucks an hour. Yeah. Hmm. I I hope this is edited from the... Nope, Keep not going. cutting anything. Keep going. Uh, Rhonda <clears throat> seems resentful towards her kids. Too calm when they go missing, too busy falling in love instead of looking for her kids. Uh, what's the story there? Does that correlate to the fact that their father, also her husband, or am I being presumptuous, uh, is absent? Yeah, the backstory on the husband uh, was that he was assassinated. He was a uh, political <laughs> prisoner. And he, we again, this didn't show up in the movie, but he was assassinated weeks before 
the kids go missing. So you can see that she's dealing with mere a lot weeks. on her plate. Mere weeks. Probably wow. like 10 days. Wow. So she's dealing with a lot of backstory that gives, yeah. uh, I think, the character a lot of uh, weight and mm-hmm. uh, something to chew on, you know, emotionally. So that's what we're going for. Yeah. You know, now I think if you look back, you can probably see the hints of it. Yeah. No, 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 that's no, really right. so much yeah. for me. I feel like I'm having a moment of clarity. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So the twins are constantly arguing and trying to kind of one up one another. Uh, would you say that's a reflection of the internal struggle? Oh, my God. Uh, a, this is sort of, uh, uh, sort of, I guess, the whole point of the movie. There was a lot of internal struggle is a great. In fact, I don't know why it wasn't called instead of to grandmother's house we go internal struggle because yes there's a lot of internal struggle good question thank you uh lots of pov shots in the beginning does that horror film look represent the terror of being a single mom with twins at this point in society yes yes again again what we're trying to show is point of view you the viewer go wow this is tough do you remember princess penny Mm. no you'll have to tell me that who Who is that? Is that a character? It's the doll. doll. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's basically the mascot of To Grandmother's House We Go. So we have a question about her. Shit. Um, What what message are you trying to present about the state of the world (laughs) and its obsession with money and material objects? For Uh example, Mm -hmm. you know, when Rhonda is sad that the girls are missing, the first thing she does is open a gift. Like Uh, maybe that'll numb the pain. Oh, right, right. Maybe it'll be a diamond or a watch. I guess the answer would be inner struggle again. Uh, the in inner doubt. struggle of <laughs> yeah. what to do when your kids are missing. Yeah. Perhaps shopping or getting a gift or receiving a gift will take your mind off the fact that your two children uh, may not be alive. <laughs> and speaking of that, why did she wait so long to call the police? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of the critics over the years, and I remember in the yeah. French press, were very hard on that fact. They wanted to know <laughs> really? why. Yeah, they wanted to know why she did not go to the police. Um, and uh, we didn't really have an answer. I think we were just trying to build some... Uh, uh, some stakes and some worry. You know, I mean, the kids had run off before. Again, the backstory was a month or two earlier, they'd run off to their aunt's house. To their aunt's house we go was the first movie we had written really for them. And then we decided that to the aunt's house we go is not as cool sounding as to grandmother's house we go. So they'd run off a lot. They were they were runners. They were troubled. I agree. Yeah. Clearly. Speaking of police, uh, so the cop talks about shooting Eddie who and then he laughs. Mm-hmm. Is he laughing because he thinks it's funny? The point is proven when it's revealed that the cop believes Eddie and Rhonda are criminals and says, eh, whatever, we'll let him go. Right, all right. Um, the question was, again, why the cop didn't shoot Eddie or wanted to shoot Eddie. Why he that, didn't. Why he didn't. Yeah. He Again, this movie was mostly aimed at children, and I remember <laughs> one of the first scenes we wrote with the cop and Eddie, he uh, took Eddie out with uh, a, just a... <laughs> barrage of gunfire. <laughs> and that did not seem like it was appropriate after we read it out loud in yeah. front of children. And yeah, stuff. it might be a yeah. little scary. Uh, the line, no snow for Christmas, what a ripoff, is clearly a nod to the effects of global warming. I thought it was particularly brave to include the delivery truck in that scene, but would you consider the truck as a metaphor to be a sign or symptom of global warming? Mm, both. That's mm. what we're going for, a twofold inner struggle sort of deal. Uh, we were ahead of our time. Again, this is the 90s. A lot of people weren't talking about global warming. In fact, nobody was. But if you look into our film a little deeper, you can see that that's probably one of the main main points we're driving home, not just to get to grandmother's house, but to stop this crazy global warming thing. Is it true that Al Gore wanted to be an executive producer and you said no thanks? <laughs> Al Gore was the first Eddie. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Al Gore was the first Eddie. Interesting. Uh, he couldn't act. Oh, and man. And so he was after, I think, two table reads 
we went with an actor. Wow. And then he was like, I guess I should just make an inconvenient truth. Sure. That's the where, inconvenient that's truth. First inconvenient truth he had to deal with was that he, he could maybe act. not a good actor. This, now, <laughs> that, that will be edited, right? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Keep going. All right. <laughs> and if anything, the whole podcast is going to be 15 seconds. This episode is that joke. Uh, so back to Eddie. Yeah. Who I kind of also think maybe a serial killer. Yeah, there was a there's, there's a like feel kind there. of a there's thing, this, right? Again, like an, a red flag that a woman should really pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, he's driving around in a van. He works for an off-brand company. Yeah. It wasn't even UPS. I don't think it was no. like American. It was like package. get in my car, kid. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember that. You're a good good pickup. And uh, why did he like country music so much? Uh, that was again. You know, you're really shaping a character. You're really delving into his backstory and his deepness. Um, uh, Eddie liked country music because he loved country music. All right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. And the flashbacks wow. of all of the um, old Western. Yeah. Material. Gave his character something. Would you say that was a sign of his schizophrenia? I would say it would probably go to that. Uh, he obviously had a lot of split personalities. You know? Is it true that uh, Dr. Phil was a consultant with his mental instability? <laughs> Dr. Phil, again, you guys, if you go back in time, Dr. Phil was not even invented. Dr. Phil had hair. He wasn't even a doctor yet. He was just <laughs> well, Phil. Phil. Yeah. No, he was not a consultant. That's uh, Nurse one of those Phil. rumors. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I will definitely uh, set the crowd straight on that one. Uh, was there a rep on set during the dog eating a brownie scene? I feel like we passed over that pretty quickly. Oh, because that's... Uh, that's chocolate and they die. Yeah, chocolate yeah. and dogs don't get along. Yeah. I hope that dog is okay. That's uh, 20... How old would that dog be? Like, I bet that dog's not okay. That dog I hope be that dog's angel old. That is dog, okay. Dog's angel. <laughs> yes. His dog's angel's okay. Yes. Okay, so back to Rhonda. Yeah. Rhonda is has clearly continued to tell one of the twins that they're the smart one. Why did you think she's trying to pick favorites and create a little rival? Probably her own issues growing up, uh, one of nine children uh, oh, in, a, wow. on a, in a Mormon household. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these are things that were written I picked beforehand. up on that Mormonism. Yeah, really yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm sure she was overlooked uh, as a child and she kind of that just, you know, it comes back to haunt her own children. Uh, the idea to run away seems to come to the girls pretty quickly. How long were they planning that? Again, they had run away to their aunt's house a month before and then two months earlier they had thought about going to their cousins decided just to go to a neighbor's they liked running away so this was always something they discussed so running away to grandmother's house it was right up there with other things they were going to do so I'd say mm-hmm. it came to them pretty easy um <laughs> So I just started laughing because I just noticed behind your head we have the stockings, Boyd, yeah. Kim, Mel, and then one stocking yeah. for Kate and Needy. Yeah. I can't, they can't be left out of anything. No, no, no. no of course they were not. there for you guys. Uh, always. Yeah. How are you liking the drink that you're drinking? Mm. The hot chocolate that you guys got me? The does, hot chocolate? Does it remind you of Christmas? Mm-hmm. And right. to Grandmother's House. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brings back a lot of great memories. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a couple questions? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas memory? Mel, you go first. Well, oh, wow. she goes to the Jew first. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh I, you know what? Awkward. That's uh, that's a good point. No, that's yeah. okay. I uh, mm. I do celebrate both. Mm. Um, I did celebrate both growing up, mostly Hanukkah. Um, also Christmas because there are members of my family who celebrated Christmas. So I mean, double gifts. Can't really complain. That's pretty cool. I don't know. I loved seeing the Nutcracker. I'm a big Nutcracker fan. Okay. And watching to grandmother's house, we go every Christmas. Of course. Every Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just being like, I wish I could really have a Christmas tree. Oh, (laughs) this is sad. Now I really feel like what you've done. Real pain. (laughs) Kim, you're a. You're a non-Jew who loves mm-hmm. Christmas. 7% Jewish, but 7%. Uh, yeah, did grow up celebrating. We do Christmas. call her an honorary. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, we used to do this thing where 
on Christmas Eve, we would go to my grandparents' house. That's <laughs> a real thing. We'd to grandma's house. Oh my go. gosh, no wonder and, you love uh, the movie so much. So rich. Yeah. So we would go to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve and mm-hmm. have potato soup and ham, and that would be our dinner. And then while we were eating dinner, instead of Santa would you know, obviously come Christmas morning, Mm. the elves would come Mm. Christmas Eve. We'd finish eating and then suddenly like the elves had come and there were stockings and so many presents. It was like this really cool thing. See what kind of childhood I could add? Yeah. So much better than the movie we're discussing. Yeah. Uh, It actually was like very magical. and very cool. Yeah. My grandma loved Christmas. Oh, that's great. You know what I'm going to make this next Christmas? Mm -hmm. The Ho Ho Hail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's called, that's what I'm drinking? The Ho Ho Hail. What does it have in it? Uh, don't worry about it. Just drink up. You'll feel better. Yeah. Uh, We're going to post the recipe online. We're going to keep this quite the mystery though. Yeah. I'll drink it. And I'm going to have an alcoholic beverage option. Mm. That's a good idea. Because I mean, boozy Christmas, you know? Yeah, of course. What's, uh, do you have any favorite Christmas stories? Um, I grew up in Oklahoma and my favorite Christmas story really actually is this. My mom got us in our Christmas clothes. We were going to go to our aunt's house. She sat us on the porch. We lived out in the country and she sat us on the porch and she said, don't mess your clothes up. We're going to run to town and get some last minute things to take to our aunts. My brother and I were sitting on the porch sewing and my youngest brother started dancing with our German shepherd, had him up in the air and the German shepherd decided he didn't want to dance anymore and he took a bite out of my brother's ear and blood went everywhere. So when my parents returned my brother was screaming on the ground with blood going everywhere there's blood on my brother who tried to staunch the bleeding my mom got out of the car this is christmas eve my mom got out of the car and yelled what happened and my brother said bernard bit tim and the first words out of her mouth were shoot the dog <laughs> and it's christmas eve oh my gosh and so people are screaming my mom's yelling shoot the dog we it's, know where your insensitivities towards the dog yeah come yeah from. yeah feed okay. them brownies all right, anyway all right. it all turned out okay the Did dog the, lived okay and my brother got some stitches Okay. Damn. That's quite the story. Wow. Yeah. Shoot the dog. Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness. But we didn't. My dad, cooler heads prevailed. Okay. He found out that he already brother was dancing. Roof, so that was, was no, that was another story. It's all about shooting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Great. Keep going. All right. Um, we're we're only going to go quickly because okay. uh, That's cool. I know your time no, is No, no, no. This yeah. is great fun. Oh, good. Yeah. See, we're a lot we're, of fun. You guys are great yeah. fun. <laughs> you guys should wear your headphones around the lot all the time. <laughs> you drive around <laughs> with your headphones on. What? Like, what so, was that? It's like just two cool DJs. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. As you know. Yes. Red is I, the color of communism. <laughs> yes. Red is the color of communism. Red is the color of communism. Uh, in the ice skating scene, the yes. red hats equal the criminals. It should be noted that... Harvey is wearing a red hat. Yes. Uh, then Eddie, a cowboy, removes all the red hats yes. at the ice skating rink. Uh, what are you trying to say about communism and the current political cl- political climate? Mm. Again, this was just uh, after the Cold War in some ways, you know. Uh, so I think we were probably taking a shot at the Kremlin. And we wanted, I think, I don't know, had the wall come down? Gor- Mr. Gorbachev turned to uh, tear down that wall? Had the wall it come had, down? It had. That, uh, that's also kind of something we we're shooting for in the movie. Mm -hmm. So I think it's all there for you. Do you feel like a resurrection of the popularity of this movie would calm or escalate our tensions with Russia? Totally escalate. Escalate the way we take shots at the Russians with the stuff we do in that movie. For sure. For sure. We could not. That would be a hot button. For sure. Okay. All right. Although it is... 
Vladimir Putin's favorite movie, supposedly, as I well. I read that, I, Yeah, I had heard that. Mm-hmm. That's I really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Putin's It's like every Christmas movie. he watches it with his family, right? That's right. So uh, if we're talking about, uh, again, representation, yeah. the emotional turn of Harvey and Shirley mm. really speaks volume about the human spirit, you know? Mm. But more than that, <laughs> I think it's remarkably an optimistic take on what the prison system yeah. should but doesn't do to re- rehabilitate its non-violent offenders. Right. We really don't have a question. We just wanted to... No, it's a great point. Just a great point. Great. That's all I'll say about that. Rudolph is just a horse with a red nose is a truly shattering moment. Yes. And a reminder of the time when we, the viewers, were also children and yes. had our naivete yeah. ripped from yeah. us. Yeah, is, wow. I will agree with that. I think that's like, a, there are four or five great moments in American cinema. That certainly has to be up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you if you would say maybe the end of Carrie where, I don't know if you saw the movie Carrie, but she rises up out of the lake and she's not dead. That's, that's a big You're talking moment. about Carrie from Sex and the City? Carrie from the movie Carrie, oh, played okay. by Sissy Spacek. Uh, that's a great moment. Uh, and this moment. Those are the two moments I can think of in American they've, It's funny history. you say that. Rosebud who? Oh, yeah. yeah. They've yeah. actually been compared, those two scenes, mm-hmm. in film classes across they, the United because States. Because they're scary in different ways, exactly. but get to the Ours same is core of fear. scary, where yeah. we say a horror is not a real Rudolph, by yeah. the way. The nuggets of truth that you find in this film. Yeah, when you really watch it. Just, yeah. 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 It's, it's actually it's, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable. Yeah. 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 On that note, um, mm-hmm. you have uh, several big stars. Several. When the when the girls get off the bus mm-hmm. and they're finally kind of, you know, figuring out which way they're going to start really going to grandmother's yeah. house we go, um, <laughs> there's a baby in a stroller that passes them. Right. Um, is that true that that's Chris Pine? Uh, it was Chris Pine. Uh, if you look closely at the film, you can see that the kid has some very big eyebrows, and that's sort of the giveaway. That Chris mm. Pine showed real talent there. Did real you talent. did you pick him at the time because of his last name being Pine Trees for Christmas? That's a terrible question. Wow. You know what? That's, part of me wants to be like Mel, go outside. But then another part of me is so proud of you. Yeah, for saying And it. also feels like we're spending too much time together. That that was your joke. <laughs> I mean, I'm just staring at Christmas trees that we put behind Boyd for. Him to get in the mood, and I, it came out. Sorry, hilarious. <laughs> did you enjoy that? Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, great. Uh, so, how did you get Rhea Perlman? Ah, uh, Rhea Perlman. Uh, I don't know. I guess they paid her. As I recall, she was uh, really sweet. Actually, that's yeah. really truthful. She was really nice. Okay, we're gonna play a game. Can you name three people from Full House who were in To Grandmother's House? We go, three and you can't people. say Mary Kate or oh. Ashley. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't uh, Saget play somebody in yep, it? Yep, that's one. That's one of them. Did Joey play something in it? Nope. Nope. No, Joey. Jo- yes, Seems like I, a missed opportunity. Actually, Lori Lachlan played a game show host, I think. She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were game shows, as I recall. Okay, so we have two. Uh, oof, who would it be? She's a leading lady. DJ? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candace Cameron was in it? Yes. As uh-huh. what role? Audience mm-hmm. member. Yeah, she was Audience clapping member. At, the lotto, at the lotto scene. Audience member mm-hmm. at the lotto. She did really well. Yeah. Uh, who's not in it? Andrea Barber. Andrea Barber. But according to IMDb, she is. Oh. And it really blew our mind. And we asked her about it, and yeah. she said, absolutely oh, not. That's terrible. And even well, though she said no, we still we watched it. I want you like to know. Yeah. Just so she's we there. ask everyone at the yeah. end of their episode. Yeah their thoughts on this movie. Oh. And that's why this episode is such a huge yeah. deal. Oh, it's a big mm-hmm. get I mean, for you guys. You get, yeah. you get yeah. so many reactions. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get 
I've never heard of it, yes. which we usually just say, please leave. After yeah. That. Right. Um, we get, <laughs> that is my all time favorite film. Yeah. From I did my, that's when Mel and I interview yeah, each we, other. That's, yeah, yeah, that's for our episode. Uh, someone wrote their college thesis on it. Oh my gosh. I believe it was John Brotherton. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, it, we just get and all kinds of reactions. The, what I was most surprised by is that Marla Sokoloff, whenever she goes into an audition, if mm. they don't give her pages, she just does a monologue from to grandmother's house we go and so, she does it as both sisters yeah, so it really it shows really her versatility yeah it's, it's really something thing, to isn't see isn't it people use it as sides you're saying that's really good to hear yeah. she well she has the monologue memorized feel, and it's honestly beautiful I feel it's very, like hamlet very pleased so yeah i mean it's it's a really it's kind of built this podcast honestly okay yeah and you i know that you were hesitant to do the episode at first and your agent yes. said no and your yes. manager said no. no and your lawyer said, said no. no but no. do you so what do you doctor? think and your doctor was like, you can't be around these ladies. Now, what finally said, yes, we have to do this? Was it me showing up at your house at 3 a.m. just like <laughs> throwing pebbles at your window? Yeah. Or was it when we set up in your office and refused to leave until that's, you did this? But all of that's true. Uh, everyone said no. And they're still saying no. Um, I did it. I, You know, it's for me, this is uh, a lot of fun to go back down memory lane. And uh, especially with you guys, um, because you're sort of psychotic about the movie. And uh, That's accurate. So I'm glad you finished with about the movie. So <laughs> yeah, so I got a period. I think, uh, but yeah, it's been it's been uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Good. And mm-hmm. uh, most importantly, yeah. what are your thoughts on a sequel? Ah, uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> and can I pitch you some titles? Yes, please. I'd like let's thoughts on the sequel. Oh. I say yes. Let's hear some titles. To grandmother's house we go. To mm-hmm. whoops, wrong turn. To right. grandmother's house we go. To how about to grandpa's house we go? It's mm-hmm. 2017. Let's stop being so sexist. Mm-hmm. To grandmother's house to now who's the grandmother to mm-hmm. grandmother's house to uh, the Void Hill director's cut. Wow. Um, Those are all. Oh. What if we just went somewhere else? I mean, how about to, oh. like you said, grandfather's house we go? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're separated mm-hmm. and he has a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Once this is edited together with music and sound effects uh-huh. and uh, some songs, I'm thinking it's going to be a great podcast. We don't have any too. sound effects in the bucket. Do you have any you'd like to just uh, give us? No, I don't do any sound effects. Oh, okay. I thought I did, and then I remembered I didn't. All right. All right. They, do they always end this awkwardly? Like yeah, pretty they much. Well, peter no, 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 out? They kinda, yeah. We would ask you what our show means, their title for love of show, uh, what you think that means. That's usually how we end. What I think for love of show means? I, yeah, so it really awkwardly ends all the time, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. For love of show, it means uh, I, I just means what it means. That you, that guys, you love to grandmother's house. You, I love, I love to grandmother's house. We go. Oh. They got there, by the way. Spoiler alert. And that was our show with Boyd Hale. Mel, what was your favorite part? Everything. If you want to find Boyd Hale, write him a letter. I'm not going to give you the address. To Boyd Hale. One, two, three. <laughs> to grandmother's house we go. Lane. Uh, if you want to follow Melanie, write her a letter. One, two, three. To grandmother's house we go. Lane. Because uh, she's luck. private on Instagram. We'll Mel see. underscore Samuels. The show is at For Love of Show on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook and dot com. And Kim Moffat is Kim underscore Moffat. Nope. Kim Moffat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Kim Moffat. At Kim Moffat on all the things. On all the things. It's, it's just okay, but give it a shot anyway. You know what we haven't mentioned very much is that on the website, we have a merch store and you can get a super cute hoodie that Mel is obsessed with. It's actually not a hoodie. It's a crew neck sweatshirt. A little S- different. Sorry about it. Um, you can get t-shirts. That's but what it's I wear. very comfortable and cozy. It's called the OG. Uh, there's shirts. There's a mug. You could put coffee or wine or whatever or water. We in. won't judge you. 
can do whatever you want. Uh, so yeah, for loveshow.com, you can also, um, on there, you can send in your comments and tell us like, great job, Mel. Just okay job, Kim. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> that was, that was Boyd's episode. Mel, what'd you think? Was it everything you thought it would be and more? I laughed so hard listening back to that episode when we were editing it and I was crying just so tears. good. Um, this was by far one of my favorite episodes. He was a gentleman and a scholar always. And we so appreciated him just being willing to go with our He was such a trooper. <laughs> he, was. he really was. And uh, I really hope he becomes even more famous after this. I'm like, going to build a he's Lego statue able, in his honor. He's not a Lego statue, a real statue. He's not going to be able to walk down the street without being just hounded. No. You know? Boyd, get some sunglasses and a wig. Exactly. <laughs> and you will look even cooler if he that's will. even possible. It's not. No, it's not. Um... Mel and I are going to take two weeks off to enjoy the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, just as we did for Thanksgiving. But then we're coming back in 2018, 2018, 2018, strong, big guests, big guests, big topics, huge topics for love of show. <laughs>